You are listening to Best Life After Cancer, episode number 11. Welcome to Best Life After Cancer. I'm so glad you're here. This is the podcast where cancer survivors and caregivers can get solutions and support to overcome the life challenges brought by their cancer diagnosis. If you are ready to release your fear, regain your joy, and reduce your risk, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Dr. Deborah Butzbach. Hello, my best lifers, and welcome back. This is episode 11. Next week, I'll be three months into this. Hard to believe. I am really excited to watch things coming together. This whole endeavor is helping me to grow in so many ways. It has been a long time since I had to really challenge myself mentally and learn something totally new. Now I have learned how to create a podcast, and I have just finished my website. I did it completely on my own, and it was such a labor of love. I really hope you'll be able to take a look at it and let me know what you think. I hope you think it's as awesome as I do. It gives me such a great feeling of accomplishment. Also, I'm ready to let you guys in on something fun. I have had people asking if they are able to work with me as a coach. I'm starting to take clients on a very limited basis, since I am still working full-time in medicine along with being a wife and mother. If you're interested, the way it would work is you email me at help at bestlifeaftercancer.com and we can set up a mini session. What that is, is a free 20-minute call where I coach you on one specific issue you are having. I coach you, and if you find it helpful, if we are a good fit, I can tell you about my program. The call is free and there is no obligation. It's really nice, a chance to get to know each other, for me to hear more about what people are struggling with, and you to get some help on what is challenging for you. I'm going to get right down to work here today. I am working late tonight to get this done. I had a really busy day at work today, with more than the usual number of consults, but all such nice people that I was happy to have the chance to interact with and get to know and help them figure out their cancer treatment plan. Then I came home and had a quick dinner with my husband and the boys. Right now, I would love to kick back and relax with them, but we are headed out of town later this week to Maine. I realized if I don't get this done tonight, it's not going to get done, and I really want to make sure that I'm consistent for you and getting this to you every single week. A little more about Maine, though. I have gone to the same lake in Maine since I was tiny under a year old. I think I have only missed spending time there two of the summers in my entire life. One was during medical school when we didn't get vacation, and one was at the end of my pregnancy with my twins. They were born in August, and I wasn't allowed to travel the last month. And when they were born, it was too much to take two newborns and a toddler 10 hours in the car. My fourth, though, he was also born in August, and we went up when he was 10 days old. I'm not really sure if my OB doctor ever even knew about that, but she will now as she started listening to this podcast in the last week or so. But back to Maine, it is something that really rejuvenates me. We have no internet and no TV. The kids are off their devices for the week, and I am off as much as possible as well. I spend my time hiking, swimming, paddleboarding, drinking coffee on the dock, playing cards and Settlers of Kintan with my family. My parents live up there for the summer, and we always go the same week as my brother and his family. It is such a beautiful time to de-stress, rejuvenate, and really reconnect with all the people who mean the most to me. 
I find that it is so important to take this time and consciously choose to make time and space in my life every year to do it. It's so important to have these big blocks of time to rest and relax. But also, I think it's so important to find joy on a daily basis. That actually leads me right into what I want to talk about today. We have talked in the past about how awareness of our lives is so important and how to begin to have awareness of our thoughts and what they create. We talked a lot about how having thoughts that find the worst or scariest parts of life tend to further and grow those things. Today, we're going to look at the flip side. I want to focus on looking at what you are creating and really assessing your life to see that you are creating joy, happiness, connection, and all of the other things that bring meaning to life. This starts with an assessment of where you are in life. If you are like me, you listen to podcasts while driving, so all of these assignments I give can be challenging to do. But as with any class or workshop, if you don't do the work, if you just passively listen, you will likely get much less out of it, and you will not learn to apply any of the knowledge or growth in your life. There is nothing wrong with just listening if you are here for the entertainment and to get one or two pointers, but if you really want to make progress, you have to do a bit of work with this. I have started posting a podcast recap on both the Facebook page and Instagram under Best Life After Cancer MD. So if you listen and later want to look back and see what the highlights were, it is quick and easy. On the website, bestlifeaftercancer.com, there's a blog where I have all of the show notes. This is a full transcript of the episode, and that also is a place that you can look and quickly find things that I have recommended. I have a bit of a backlog, so be patient. I am starting with posting the oldest recaps first. So let's start today with a quick assessment of where you are. You are going to start with finding 10 things you have right now in your life that make you happy. These are things that you have already present and you actually want. For instance, I want children to share my life with, and I have them. I want and have a spouse that shares many of my passions. I have a crafty artistic side, and I want and have a dear friend who will do crafty stuff with me. And even better, she helps find fun things for us to do, too. For many people, the things you have and love are family, friends, other meaningful relationships. Many people get happiness from a rewarding job some from their church family or religious outreach. Maybe you have a place you like to go on the weekends, or maybe it is a coffee shop you like to walk to on Saturday. Find at least 10, but preferably 15 to 20 things that bring you joy that you already have. Some people will immediately jump to, well, I'd have 15 if I had more money. This is not something that requires money. I have had this conversation often in the past with another dear friend who is in a secretarial type job. She was a single mom, and even though she never says so, I know at times finances are tight. But if I asked her for 15 things, she could come up with 115. She has a grandson, and she loves how his neck smells, and the feel of his chubby body when she holds him. She likes making a meal for a friend, finding a great deal with coupons, taking a walk on her lunch break. She loves taking her vacation days one at a time, and having time to rest, relax, and do exactly what she wants. We always laugh about the difference between our vacation days, because for her, it often means not leaving the house or answering the phone. For me, on my days off, it means not being home at all. 
The thing is, for both of us, we are totally aware of our blessings and what brings us joy. I have found over and over, if people can't see what they do have, they are never able to create more joy because they don't recognize they have any joy to start with. So, first, you have to help your brain to see the joy you do have. If this is easy for you, congratulations. This whole exercise, finding more joy, is going to be fun and inspiring. If it is challenging, this work is the best thing you could possibly do to have a more fulfilling and enjoyable life. These things do not have to be big or grand. I actually advocate at least half of them being little things, like the perfect cup of coffee in your favorite spot on a sunny day, how the grass smells when you walk on Saturday, and so on. Once you have 15 things on your list, now comes the fun part. You are going to look at that list and brainstorm on two things. First, you are going to find three ways that you can get more of what you love and have. You love coffee on Saturday by that favorite window? What if you committed to getting up 15 minutes earlier and doing it two days this coming week? You love the smell of grass on a walk? What if you committed to walking for five minutes after work every day that wasn't raining or a million degrees? This week, pick one of the things you already have and commit to having more of it at least twice this upcoming week. The second part of finding joy is that you will brainstorm to find three new things that you could do that would bring you joy. There are so many places you can look for things that will bring you joy. What did you love to do as a kid? Some things that are common, blowing bubbles, walking in the rain, splashing in puddles, playing with a pet. What did you love to do when you were in college, first married, before you had kids, when the kids were young? What have you always wanted to try? Dancing, karaoke, hiking? all free or at least cheap. What clubs did you love in high school? If it was the drama club, look at the local community college or local theaters and see if that is an opportunity. What posts do you always pin on Pinterest? Start a new list on a different page of brainstorm ideas. Now, pick one of the brainstorm ideas and add it to your schedule for the upcoming week. Okay, here's where you will have to work on your brain. Remember, our brains want to keep us safe and have everything be easy. Our brains want us to stay in the cave and not shake up the status quo. Many of these new things are not going to feel easy or safe to that part of your brain. Acting class? No way. Splashing in puddles? The horror. My shoes will get wet. Karaoke? Who are you kidding? Singing in front of other people? Tell your brain to chill for a bit. I can guarantee you only one thing. Your brain will not want to put it on the schedule, and it will definitely not want to do it when the time comes. But you may know from experience, when you do go for a hike, or out dancing, or when you get the craft stuff out and do something creative, afterwards you are happy and feeling fulfilled. But getting going is hard. Your brain will fight you on this. Reassess at the end of the first week. Did you enjoy the new activity? Do you want to keep it? How often? Weekly? Monthly? If it's karaoke, maybe it's once a month. If it's walking to the coffee shop, maybe it's every week. Okay, so plan it. Put it on your schedule or calendar. In pen, not in pencil. Now things get even better. Repeat both of those two steps. Add five things to your list of 15 that you already have that make you happy. They have to be new, not repeats. Add one to the brainstorm list of things you want to do or try. 
Pick one from what you already have and figure out how you can have more of it. Pick one new one and make a schedule to try it. I'd love to share with you where this has taken my life. Nine years ago, I was working full-time and taking care of four small children, and that was really all I did. I was miserable. Even though I had a great job and family, I felt like there was no fun in life most of the time. Vacations were few and far between, and not enough to tide me over and leave me with a lasting sense of joy. I started doing a Pilates class one night a week. That one thing brought me so much happiness. I realized then I needed to see what else I could do to make me more happy on a daily basis. One of the things that may come to mind for you is eating food and drinking alcohol. I tend to think that this is not a good solution because that does make you feel better for a minute, but then it will make you feel worse because then you're fat and unhappy instead of just unhappy. I did a lot of work on figuring out what I wanted in life. And ultimately, about seven years ago, I went from working five days a week to four, plus weekend call once a month. I went through the process I described above every week for at least two years. As the children got bigger, I wanted more connection with them. I added dinner together as a family twice a week. We liked that so much, we now eat together every night except date night. I wanted more connection with my husband. Initially, we added a monthly date night. That was awesome, but not enough. Slowly, we have increased from once a month to every other week, and now we have a date night most weeks, either just us or us and another couple. Most of the time, it's just dinner out, but sometimes it might be a show or a concert or some other fun event. Even during the pandemic, we kept this up with a little table set up and one of our kids as a waiter with all the other kids banished to the basement. One of the other things that has brought me so much joy is ballroom dancing. I came to this somewhat circuitously. There is a fundraiser through my hospital for the cancer program. It's based on Dancing with the Stars. They take a few doctors and a few patients and they give everyone a dance pro. You learn a dance and then you perform it in front of several hundred people. The classes added so much joy to my weekly schedule. Even though it was a little stressful having to learn a dance that I knew would be performed in front of hundreds of people, I looked forward to my dance class every week. Once the fundraiser ended, I realized how much I was going to miss my weekly class. At that point, I decided that it was something that I should keep just for me and just because it made me gloriously happy. It really is perfection for a grade school ballerina in a household of five men. Over the years, I tried out free cooking classes at Williams-Sonoma, free book signings and author lectures at Barnes & Noble. I tried out glass blowing classes, ceramics, jewelry making, origami. This also is free. Lots of YouTube videos are available to teach you how. I tried needlepoint, crochet. Oh my goodness, but do I suck at that one. My 11-year-old boy is better than I am. Photography. This also can be cheap. Did you know that iPhones can do amazing time-lapse photos of water? And did you know there's a guy on Facebook who teaches a free iPhone photography class? Some things I tried and didn't love, and I let them go. I didn't feel bad that I tried them and didn't love them. It was part of the exploration in finding what brought me joy. Some things I adored, like the barroom dancing, and it became a staple in my weekly routine. 
I realized I loved coffee dates with my girlfriends, and I set up a coffee or a lunch with the group monthly. One of my biggest joys with the least investment of time or money is coffee in my cozy chair by the window. This brought so much joy on the weekend that I started getting up 15 minutes earlier so I could do it each and every day. I'm at a place now where there is so much joy in my life. I can't believe I'm the same person who thought that life was all just work. I was able to see that small changes brought big increases in joy, like the daily coffee, but also a few big things in terms of time and money brought massive results in terms of my joy. Most noticeably for me, this was the weekly dinner date with my husband and my ballroom dancing. Obviously, these may not be the ones that are right for you, but when you find them and they make you feel so alive, figure out a way to make it work. The two most common things people tell me why they can't make this work, the ones with no money and lots of time say they can't afford to do these, and the people with money and no time say the opposite. I will tell you, first and foremost, ask your brain how to either find time if you are busy or find things that are cheap that you could enjoy if money is tight. Do not allow it to tell you I can't or I don't know. Ask it, but if you had to guess, what would the answer be? And then listen for an answer. But just to let you know, I can come up with at least five free or cheap things with no problem. There are so many classes on Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube to learn to do just about anything. Coffee or tea at home, as perfect as you can make the setting. Blowing bubbles, even if you don't have kids anymore. Taking a walk in the fall leaves. Looking at the stars on a blanket. Watching for lightning bugs. Taking a bubble bath. Walking near water. A river, a stream the ocean, a lake. There is something about water that is so restorative. I could tell you the same thing for quick. Five minutes for coffee in the morning, 20 minutes for dinner if you have teenagers. And I mean, really, that's not even true because you have to eat anyway, right? Coffee with friends, 30 minutes once a month out of the 43,829 minutes in a month. A date night weekly, This is more costly in terms of minutes at 120 minutes, but so cheap in terms of time compared to couples therapy or divorce. For me, the dancing is the biggest time commitment, but still the class is only 40 minutes out of the 10,080 minutes in a week. Okay, friends, that is it for this week. Work on finding the joy you already have by listing it and adding new things to it each week. This will make you grateful for what you already have. Add to it by brainstorming and picking something you have and figuring out how you can do it more. Double down on creating joy by finding new or forgotten things, testing them out to see how much joy they bring into your life. Keep the ones that make you feel gloriously, richly alive. And if they don't, keep looking. I will talk with you soon. Thanks for listening to Best Life After Cancer. I would really appreciate it if you could write a review on Apple Podcasts. This allows other patients to find me more easily. You can also find more information on my Facebook page, Best Life After Cancer MD. On the Facebook page, there is a group for survivors and caregivers where you can ask questions or make suggestions for the podcast. I look forward to interacting with you there. Thanks so much for joining me today, and I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thank you.